Hello, my friends, and welcome back to the Council of Fans podcast episode. Um, whatever I think now, I'm not sure of the number, but we still have the regular people back again. Firstly, Hen. Hello, my friend. Hi. Also, we have talking to Big Galafine. Hello, my friend. Great to be here. And his channel will, as always, be in the description below. And finally, after a few episodes returning, we have Mr. Penguin Poppins. Hey, glad to be back. Indeed, great to have you back as well. And even though we have Penguin back, we do not have Nikki for this um, episode as she is out filming something. So yeah, I hope she has fun there. But either way, we still have a lot to discuss. And before we get into it, you can probably, uh, hopefully... This, if you're hearing this, that means my thing has worked, and there's a new format of how this looks on screen where um, you should be able to see um, all of our names and then our icons, etc. And that will show and be at the bottom left corner and show when someone is speaking, and much easier than just going around in a circle on a, on a, a pretty um, lightly edited table. So, yeah, maybe upping production quality a bit, but. Either way, as you can tell from the title, it is basically a recap of everything recently that's come out about this Amazon Lord of the Rings show. As because blimey, there is quite a lot. And I think, do you think it's best we start chronologically with the vinyl picture because of vinyl, Tyrion, whatever, two trees. Um, do you think it's good to start with that? And what we're going to do is a recap of everything, give our opinions on it over recently because normally it's been just giving the news and then I know we did a, a full episode on the trees but after two three weeks glance we can have some updated thoughts as well so does that seem good guys so let's get right into it so firstly of course we have this picture which was which is chronologically the first thing and I think what's the best first thing that we could take from this I think I think we can leave to the side of stuff around the two trees, etc. That's been talked about a lot. But re- realistically, it's after we first come out, it's who's in the picture. Do you think that still has an important part to play? Hmm. Does it matter really who's in the picture? Because it's just, you know, it's it's a tableau. Um... Of the city is the subject of the shot, let's say. Um, so I'm not sure that it's really that important who it is that's in the shot. Could be Galadriel, could be someone else. I don't know. Don't really care all that much. <laughs> mm-hmm. I agree, because I think especially with all that the Marvel fan have done, which is speculate a ton. Although uh, this character would definitely maybe give us a direction of like you know who's who they're gonna have as a protagonist or antagonist uh it's just gonna cause a bunch of speculation and 98 percent of that speculation is gonna be false and the two percent that's right is just because well you're bound to get something right uh you know i'm gonna go out on a different one and say i'm guessing that picture is galadriel we know that uh Morfeard clark said it's gonna have a physical component uh, we've got loss and customs among the Eldar, and uh, where you can see that there's nothing that says that you can't see women fighting elf, uh, or excuse me, elf women fighting, and it's 2021, it's going to be 2022 when this is released, fantasy, so I'm going to bet that that's Galadriel, even though she, she's got, looks like her hair up, and she's holding a sword. My two cents. Yeah, I think, I think that's reasonable. Yeah, no. yeah. Um, I mean, I, I know a lot of people also mention her hair. It looks like it's brown. Yeah, but also her head is like thirty by thirty pixels about, so you can't really get. Yeah, and I, I think I think the actually look like. And I think just the, the it's. I think it's the dappled light that's kind of drowning out the blonde. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking as a blonde, or as a blonde, even though it's gotten darker as I've gotten older. Yeah, that's something that happens. Put my hair in direct light; it looks it looks light. Put it in put it in shadow; it looks dark. So or that's that's an issue to me. Excuse me, put it in the bun. Yeah, you know, <sighs> rock rock that man bun. <laughs> yeah, and um, of course, um, 
just as a side thing, I think we've um I think we've personally heard as well that maybe well from someone at the show that I don't think this has been released yet. I'm not gonna probably release as a like a thing like on the show or anything, but that the actual image of the the person on the hill and the pers and the characters apparently an actual like act do you remember when I showed you guys this and then the rest thing is just blue screen. So the thing on the person on that hill was actually so a shot well like an actor like actually yeah, sure. there. And then yeah, the, that looks that looks real, yeah. And the so wait a second, you're saying you're saying they did not build the entire set of Tyrion and those are not they did not make giant trees uh, you know miles away and light them up. Well, they well, are you they, trying to tell me this is all special effects wizardry? God, this no, they made the hill as well. The hill's oh, real. Oh, the hill's real. They okay, made I'm a hill. Stop. Yeah, they made mm -hmm. the hill. That's that's the big news. That's why I've left it no. to the Council of Fans podcast. They've got a hill and yeah, they've got yeah. someone in character. Yeah, yeah, wait, so they made the hill? Yeah, they, yeah it's an actual hill. It's a real life hill. No, I I'm, yeah, but did they make the it? Hill. Yeah, that, I, that, that's what I, that's what I'm saying. Did they create the hill? Okay, you go to New Zealand, which has this hilly, mountainous, volcanic, I guess at one point volcanic islands in the ocean. You know what, guys? I think we need a hill right here. Well, you know, production crew, make it happen. If you remember, that's that's what I'm joking. I would be surprised, but sure. Yeah, I would have also wouldn't put it past Amazon. And of course, I'm not saying they made the hill. That is probably a New Zealand hill. But we had also heard stuff earlier on that some people were. Um, mate, on set um, on the show, they were the art department were making these massive forests from scratch. Eighteen hours, then it'd be taken yeah. down. But then it looks exactly like the forest they shot in earlier. Do you remember that from ages ago? That, that's something that you will do. That's something um, building forests. Sure. Yeah. Can we get a gif of uh, John Hammond saying, "We spared no expense." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and it wouldn't surprise me if they did like groom the grass or whatever the heck they do, and you know, mm -hmm. sort of nicen it up. But I don't think they'd go through the trouble of building a whole hill when you yeah, know they yeah, can yeah. just you know, twenty feet away on an actual hill. I never meant that they actually like built a physical <laughs> hill, but at the same time, I wouldn't put it past Amazon doing that. So oh, I would. Yeah, but it's something to talk about. It's fun, you know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, also. It's something I'd like to mention. A lot of people happen to think that the figure is Irindil, you know, the Mariner, some real dude. Yeah, that's. Uh, I don't want to insult the theory too much, partially out of respect for the one of the first people to come up with it. But you can see what looks to be like people throughout uh the crosswalks i yeah. highlighted them in one of my videos and even if they're not maybe if it's just a coincidence and those are just like columns or something uh you've still got that boat right there in the middle of the water so either that boat is floating away with no people in it or uh there's someone in it and Tyrion is not empty and it's not Irindil. isn't there isn't there another big reason why that uh wouldn't be Arendelle? I, I mean, mean two uh, two big reasons. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I in my yeah. excitement, I kind of forgot about those two big reasons. But of course, that the reasons being that both of the trees appear to be lit. So this is definitely first stage before uh, you know before before nightfall in uh, Middle Earth, right? But are yeah. they it's lit? Technically, prior to first stage, it's, it's yeah. years of the yeah. trees. And oh, now we're arguing about when the first stage began, and yeah, you know, that's a that's a whole other topic. Um, but but also, um, he, I'm pretty sure he also had like the Silmaril on his forehead when he was in Tyrion. So oh, yeah, sure. Uh, <laughs> unless he like literally taped it onto his forehead, I don't think he's got a Silmaril. Mm -hmm. But yeah, good yeah, thinking about the trees. I kind of forgot about that. Yeah. To be honest. I mean, to be fair, I got I forgot about that too, and someone called me out. Mm -hmm. And. The final thing about the tree, I think Penguin mentioned that they were glowing themselves. There's like some radar picture taken that maybe looks like it's just the sun from behind. Maybe the two trees that aren't actually glowing themselves, and that might be a potential thing. I have a picture on screen of um that. I think I've forgotten what's called. I think is it infrared, not infrared. That make it shows all the colors. It's just it's just a negative picture. You know? Yeah. Well, it, uh, anyways, I think. 
I think the biggest thing is that you could see, as Talkative said, see people in this um massive hey. place that I think we can call Tyrion, which but is still technically unconfirmed. But um, I think we will mention Tyrion later for I think a point Henry would like to say. But before we move on, the September second release date. So is anyone here that sad that the release date or frustrated? That the release date is that far away. I don't really care. Yeah, I, again, this is what I think. Um, even though there are four of us, but I think the majority, we probably aren't representing what the majority would be thinking. Like, probably a lot of people watching this video will be saying, "Oh, oh, so long away. I can't wait to see it. Oh, it's gonna be so hard to watch it." But I think all four of us are on the same wavelength that it's not. Like, it's fine that it's September 2nd. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think... As the elder statesman of the podcast, I guess I've waited for enough shows or enough movies in the past. I remember being so hyped for The Dark Knight and other stuff. And, you know, eventually we learn, okay, it's going to get here when it's get here. Uh, in the meantime, you've got plenty of stuff to take uh, to occupy yourself until it comes. Let that let that do it. Another reason is that we we let's face it, we like investigating this show, and once mm -hmm. it's out, we won't be doing as much investigating anymore. It will be more like interpretation and reactions to episodes and that sort of thing, rather than the kind of detective work that we're at least I sure am enjoying right now. So yeah, mm -hmm. and just beyond that, just you know like that they're taking their time you know that's a good thing they're not revealing they're not giving away anything at this moment and i mean i'm re i'm relishing the fact that we don't know they could this this entire thing could be all set within one year 1706 and all the troops the two trees and all that is just a flashback mm -hmm. that they chose to drop on us i mean i doubt that's what's going to happen but yeah. they could do something like that Rather than Forging of the Rings or the Akabaleth or Last Alliance, we don't know. I will say it's it's a pretty using that shot of it, of of everything. It's a pretty pretty nice marketing coup because it gets a lot of talk going without actually revealing their hand at all. Really, um, that way it's very cleverly done. Reveal. Mm-hmm. And. I think that we probably not um, represented um, everyone's opinions there because all four of us are on the same page. But I think we we can't be naive and not see that there are probably a lot of people probably quite sad about that news. And I've of course I've heard from other people and other podcasts stuff like that they are um, quite sad. <laughs> Sounds like someone's playing. Great. <laughs> You're also going to have a lot of people in the comments saying, I'd like the show to come out now, but whatever they need, just take as much time as you want. Mm -hmm. Which, I mean, I, I sort of agree with that. I mean, there's no reason for it to not come out now except for, well, I mean, my YouTube channel, but I won't get into that. I've probably already said uh, that a few times, but um, I think that's a little bit outside of the question here. Mm -hmm. And I think that's just about it around the release date september 2nd nothing else really major happens on um, september 2nd so that's um a nice thing but um i think that's about it we know that post-production is going to be until june 2022 i think was that what the release and um, the what's it called pr release said Sub something around that that's a long uh, maybe no, no, fellowship. This is when you say this is what your spies told you. This is what your yeah, spies yeah. told you. Oh yeah, my, my any many sources, but your spies told you this. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, and maybe my spies are gonna get myself captured one day, and I'll hope for that day not to come to pass. But who knows? The the great eye of Sa of Amazon is looking over me. Well. From his, from his, from his trailer uh, blackmail on Amazon, mm -hmm. so you're good. Yeah, yeah, it's all good until I get a cease and desist at my door the next day. 
But we'll just have to um, wait and see. Well, uh, no, let's not wait and see what happens. Because let's hope that does not happen. But anyways, we have moved. I think I'll let Hen take over. So September 2nd. No, not September 2nd. We've got the Tyrion picture. Now moving on to the crew of the, the production moving to New Zealand. What does this mean? Moving from New Zealand. Moving from New Zealand. Moving from New Zealand. Yeah, I I think it's just I think it's mostly to do like with like uh, New Zealand's very very strict COVID you know policy. Um, is very inhibiting for this production, and I think that that that's a pretty big reason, and it's a perfectly justifiable reason for a big production like this. Um, as for what kind of impact will it have on the show? You know, I think one of the most salient answers to that question is look at that shot of Eleanor. That's going to look the same no matter what country the show, the show is in. You know? And I think most of the big environments would be like that. The establishing shots will naturally be you no. Know, CGI, and they'll either be in a in a landscape that's constructed digitally, which is the case here, or they will be in a natural landscape, but you know, just a plate that they've already shot. They can use it over again. So I, I don't think the main locations will look different. And because the premise of the show is in all likelihood not a, not a road movie, um, it will be very much kind of um, anchored to these environments, and therefore we shouldn't be able to notice the change in location because of that. I'm sure they'll have scenes outside. It won't be like uh, talking in rooms type show. Like Game of Thrones is the same kind of premise, and God knows that has shots outside. But you know they won't be those big tracking shots like. Uh, those big, I mean, those big helicopter shots or like a crane from, you know, kilometer away with a huge telephoto lens. It will be like closer up. You'll be able to disguise the fact that you're shooting in a different country much more easily, I think. Mm hmm. I do think maybe that's gone a bit. Maybe like it's gone like maybe over the top, a bit bigger that, oh no. How they, the seat is going to look completely different. How is Amazon going to do this, like, panic over uh, that? I, won't think it, I, I don't think it should necessarily look that different. You know, I'm mm -hmm. trying to think. I can think of only one movie that I know that shot in both New Zealand and Britain. And that would be Willow, which is kind of funny because it's basically The Hobbit Light. Um, but it's shot in New Zealand and in Britain. And I, I'm not a... I watched it once or twice in my life, but I... I wouldn't be able to tell you which shot is which country, really. Mm -hmm. um, occasionally I can say, oh, that's New Zealand, but generally I can't tell the transition. And it, I'm told it's, it switches between the two countries within scenes, back and forth, and I, I can't tell the difference. So, yeah. And, you know, is it really in our interests as the viewers that the show be shot, or the movies for that matter, before it? Do we really want it to be shot in one country, or do we want the variety of multiple countries mm -hmm. and what they have to yeah, offer combined? Yeah, that is a good talking yeah. point, because um, Penguin, I know straight away, you would have preferred if Amazon made this decision maybe two years before in pre-production, that they had maybe gone to maybe either Scotland, the UK, etc. I mean, whether they've you know, filmed it in Scotland, New Zealand... Or, you know, the Brazilian rainforest kind of makes no difference, provided it's the, wherever they go, provides the, and when they need to be outside, provides the right environment for what, for what it should look like. Uh, you know, of course, uh, Hobbiton should not look like uh, the plains of Texas. Uh, Rohan, by contrast, should not look like a volcanic boulder field like we saw in the movies. But, you know, for the most part, that was the only location that i had an issue that's 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 a great example because on the commentary once they get to rohan jackson says he says well you know you read the book and you imagine these kind of prairies and he says but new zealand doesn't really have that landscape um, yeah and i i'm not i don't have a huge problem with the fact that it's not like the book but i do think we could have had some pretty sweet kind of like planes like in um 
dancing with wolves or something really really striking looking um if the movies were shot in more than one country and they weren't um for various reasons but they weren't um yeah sure mm-hmm and Scotland has God knows God knows Scotland and Ireland have some amazing locations. They do. They um, do. Some of my favorite movies were shot there. Um, so, yeah. and I think another thing that one of these factors talking to you is, of course, the workers, New Zealand workers, how that has affected them potentially as well, and maybe the outcry because it does seem like after the aftermath of this aftermath however is that it looks like New Zealand is quite wounded from this yeah so for anyone who hasn't been uh, on Twitter a lot which I mean you probably shouldn't be or Reddit maybe uh, a lot of people are kind of angry because Amazon is moving away from New Zealand to the UK and obviously all the people in New Zealand are losing their jobs or not all but you know all the I don't know, the people who set up the chairs, basically. I, I'm not trying to be insulting. I just, you know, sort of the, not like the editors or anyone. They're probably going to fly over, but all the people who are working on the set. Uh, and that's very unfortunate. But at the same time, all their jobs, they're not being replaced by robots. They are being replaced by um, people in the UK. So, yes, jobs are being lost, but people are also getting jobs at the same time. Uh, and my condolences to all the people who lost jobs. That's hard, and especially because um, I'd imagine, you know, New Zealand's pretty pretty tightly locked down. At least that's what I've heard. I don't know how true it is. But um, I, I wish you the best finding a job. Yeah, I think that's a very important point, actually, because we get so carried out in this, you know, carried in, the, in these kind of sort of politics, really, of, like, I don't know, like, actors equity and people's jobs and that's all fine but i think that you know you need don't know the intricacies of this of the economy of the screen sector in new zealand and how to compare it it's a very complicated topic that we really can't do justice with mm. and in that sense i think you know we're here to kind of talk about the show as a show and really, it's the sort of thing, it's going to sound mercenary as hell, but I really don't need to know how my sausage is made, you know? Um, if the show is good, the show is good, and, and things that happen behind the scenes, unfortunately, as, as they may uh, be... Uh, three puppies, no, three puppies had to <laughs> die to make your sausage. I'm meanwhile I'm just shocked. I mean, is that kosher sausage or is it just, yeah. you know, kind of regular sausage? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you know, um it's not it, that's an extreme example, but yeah, sure. <laughs> if if it's something completely like uh, I don't know, like uh, immoral. Although, you know, I don't know. Um but really, it's, it's really hard to not sound um like yeah. you are um I don't know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um... But really, like, when I, like, there's so many movies and TV shows that had some pretty terrible things happening behind the scenes. And over time, it's the quality of the resulting product or work of art that has remained. I mean, like, um, I think someone was almost, like, uh, ran over by a train on Dr. Zhivago. Like, people don't, people don't care. People watch the movie. Um, yeah. Okay, and there's a there are interesting ways we could go with this conversation, but we got to keep it on topic. <laughs> yeah, sure. But I'm just saying, in all, all this talk in in places like Twitter or even on Reddit to some extent about the logistics of the behind the scenes, I think we're yeah. much more qualified to talk about the show as you know itself than we are about people losing their jobs and other people gaining I, yeah. you know it's mm-hmm. it's it's outside of the scope of our yeah. expertise really yeah but um, but yeah. my expertise as a sleuth for the show um we now know updates that apparently 99 percent of the crew will um so just as updates will crew will be axed for season two so um none of the whole crew is going to be replaced and of course, that might be what my thinking is at the end of Fellowship of Fans, where we start getting no stuff. Let's just say no need to worry around that. I think we'll f- we will survive anyways, but... And, and of course, 
another thing is that I remember even I know we were talking about I think the last thing I mentioned around the Uzi and Cruz that at the same time we have to fear of course um it, it did come out of nowhere I think if maybe Amazon like had told them earlier the like not even the New Zealand Film Commission but the workers as well that you're going to like be losing the jobs in a f um, few months that would have probably been um, nicer for Amazon to do but and also another thing is that I remember on the on the day before I was having these New Zealand and um, some New Zealand workers like messaging me asking me if I was gonna if they were gonna able to keep their jobs I'm like I I don't know how um is because I know a few of them come up just saying fellow fans am I going to keep my job and I'm like it's privileged I'm privileged enough that um people would go to the extent to um ask me out of all people but yeah and I think how I can put it correctly is that in the end is it really going to affect um how the show is going to look and be different etc not really I know some people say oh. Oh, this is is going to feel so. Oh, the community feel the feeling on set, which is a whole different thing. Maybe one day we can talk about that. But the feeling on set is a completely different subject. But apparently, the harmonious feeling on set around um, oh, all the crew and uh, the relationship the crew members have with the cast and that going to season two. But England does have some of the best um film crew in the world. Like that's without a doubt. That and uh, and I think I think it's. It is the show is going to be in good. No, I keep saying England, but I mean, I mean the UK, and I think it's all safe to say that I think the UK, it, the Amazon's Lord of the Rings will be in safe hands in the UK. Is that a fair assumption? Yeah, yeah. Like I said, I mean, it seems it seems a little nationalistic for the Brit to be calling <laughs> and bragging about the Brit, Brit, Britain's film industry. But yeah, Brit yeah, you know, I think it's. Yeah, go on. I mean, I live in a state that's known for its filming in peaches, so I think they should come here. But that's just me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but, but 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 I think you're right. I think the UK has the facilities. It has the again, as I said, certainly the landscapes. I mean, uh, gorgeous places in Scotland and Ireland, especially Wales as well. You know, um, and and yeah, sure. And I I want to kind of stay away from the. There is this argument, I've he even heard it being uh, said uh, years ago while the movies was out, were out, that um, like, the UK should have always been the location for Middle-earth because it's based on, because you know, it's it's a myth for England and it's based on England. Th that doesn't interest me as much as it just looking so impressive and lush and all that stuff. I don't really think that any of us really hold that much stock with the idea that because... Tolkien was English. He was writing a mythology for England that the, that that Middle Earth England, which was an early motivation of his. Which he was, admit, was. as an older man is kind of ridiculous and uh, rather I, I don't think, prideful I don't of him. Think he let go of it completely. Um, he was still trying to kind of make it work as something that exists in the prehistory of our own world to some extent. But yeah, sure. Oh, sure. But, it, but it, something it, it like significant metamorphosis, and, yeah. and really the only places in Middle Earth, the, the finished Middle Earth, unlike early versions where you really like, it's kind of silly, really. In, in the Book of Lost Tales, he basically made um, England uh, Tolerasea, I think, um, and hmm. he like identifies very specific places in modern day England with places in his story, but in the later in, in Middle Earth, as we have it, the only places that really resemble England are the Shire, and um, like a few places in Area Dora, and that's it. Everything else and, is more continental Europe based. And, and... Hey! How like he's being taken by Martians or aliens or something? Yeah, if he lived in New Zealand, I'd say he was getting flooded or something. <laughs> but, um, I don't, we can just, um, I'll just cut this bit out, and, I, All right. Penguin, you back? Yes, yeah, sorry, I had a weird issue. Yeah, uh, just continue what you got to say. So, 
Okay. Well, so I was I kind of have a different a different thought on the move to move away from New Zealand over to England than everyone else. Everyone's discussing uh, COVID. Everyone's talking about. Uh, <sighs> You know, the, oh, is this Amazon the right thing? Oh, they're trying to save a few cents. And, you know, I don't, I wonder if that's not it. I wonder if uh, COVID is a convenient distraction and an excuse uh, for this. And personally, I kind of wonder if, I mean, let's look at a couple of things. I think Amazon may actually be concerned about this, the production in of itself and want to move it to a place where they can keep a closer watch on it have a more control over it and uh, put it next to existing film resources to help out uh, if needed. Because uh, doesn't Amazon have a couple of uh, couple of filming things going on in England as well as a couple of dedicated studio facilities over there by now? Yeah, like Good Omens, I think, is um, filming his Sandman as well. I think they're both okay. uh, new gaming yeah. shows, so yeah. So what makes me think that is just... We've got the relative inexperience of the showrunners, for one. Uh, you know, they only have a script of an unproduced Star Wars, uh, Star Trek movie to their name. Uh, I would be like, I don't know, handing over control of the Normandy invasion in World War II to a fresh lieutenant right out of, you know, whatever military, you know, your, your local military academy. You know, that... So you've got some experience there. We've had rumors about a lot of injuries on set. You've kind of shared some stuff. Porn has said a few things. Uh, you know, that could be a factor in it. Very long work days. Uh, so in the end, uh, then the other thing that makes me think this is over a year for post-production. You know, that just seems, you know, that seems pretty big. Uh, we also, and you, and I don't remember now, whether it was you or Torn, but basically reported that they were beginning post-production on material as soon as it was shot. Yeah, that was So awesome. in some cases, okay, so in some cases you have maybe 18 months to two years of post-production. And so then around the same time Amazon announces that they're moving something overseas, they tell us it's going to be a year until we see it. But then they also distract something, distract us with the two trees, which is something none of us thought we'd ever expect to see. I mean, I've always kind of been in the camp that says, hey, if you're working with the estate, ask them for first stage material to expand the backstory. And lo and behold, Amazon opens with, you know, the two freaking trees. Uh, so it just seems like that seems like a fantastic way to distract people along with a convenient excuse to kind of hide the fact that they may have a mess on their hands. Now, I, I mean, I agree with, I agree me? with a lot of what you said, um, especially about uh, the location and stuff, but uh, JD Payne and Patrick McKay, they're not necessarily the most experienced people out there, but they're not as bad as they seem or as bad as a lot of people make them seem. Uh, they weren't a track weren't attached to uh, Star Wars. It was Star Trek, but I mean, potato, potato, that's basically the same thing. They're both, I think most people would agree, ruined franchises. A, mil a, mi a million and nerds have uh, just uh, yeah. gotten angry at you for conflating those, but carry on. Yeah, yeah well, fair enough. Uh, and they also wrote a script for Jungle Cruise, which uh, whoever selects the script, I've got no clue who that is, just didn't go with it. Um, and that does seem like not much experience at all, but they also told J.D. Payne, actually not Patrick McKay, he told MormonArtist.com, uh, Star Trek will be our approximately 17th script from the first one we wrote when we were in college, our 10th from the time we got agency representation, though only seven of those have been in development at a production company and studio. We haven't yet written a feature script that has actually been filmed. And that was about seven years ago, so they've probably gotten more experience since. Um, and as to why none of their scripts have been produced, uh, what he said is a little bit confusing, but uh, we do know that the rejection rate for scripts in Hollywood is actually really high. Uh, some say 8 and 10 are rejected, others 12 and 13. But either way, especially given that 
perhaps just seven have actually been in development at a production company. Seven uh, being rejected does not look nearly as bad as a lot of people make it seem. I'm not. I'm not faulting them for not having scripts or for not the scripts. I mean, I'm sure they can write. I'm sure, they can put together great scripts. But I'm just saying, overseeing the such a massive undertaking when you don't have any experience that's what i'm that's what i'm expressing expressing concern about so if you're amazon and let's just and you're spending a billion dollars on this thing you know sure even to amazon that's you know that's a big chunk of change amazon currently is also staring at a 750 million dollar fine from the gdp from uh gdp uh from europe from the eu for violating something in the gdpr the data protection law over there so you know that's still real money and you know even if things aren't a disaster you could still be it could still be enough of a concern to warrant saying well let's move something closer to where we have other resources that can help and to maintain a closer oversight on this. So for example, if you're some higher up in the studio side and you feel the need to go take to go take a look and see for yourself how things are on set, just you know, call it a site inspection. You, you know, it's a whole lot easier to fly over to England from your headquarters in Los Angeles than it is to fly to New Zealand, sit in a hotel room for 14 days, and then go about the island on your inspection. Mm -hmm. I mean, and I'm, I'm not I'm not claiming things are a disaster, but there's just little things that concern me, you know, that's would that would seem concerning from Amazon Studios perspective. Yeah. And but per positive spin yeah. on that, we've also heard recently as well that others oh, called I haven't made this um said this yet, but it just like that it looks like onset JDP and Patrick McKay are both it seems like really passionate about Lord of the Rings, etc. And um that they that crew members have still the thing they they said that they think the show or our us fans are in good hands with um them. So maybe that's the more positive spin on that. But of course there's oh, always, sure. there's always cause for concern when of course no matter how big the show is and then you have maybe someone not as experienced taking the helm of it as always, it's, it's it's reasonable to have that cause of concern, but I think yeah, I'm not I'm not I'm not saying that it is. I am just kind of when everyone else is looking at one thing and kind of makes me, and when I see everyone looking another way, I tend to think, okay, that's valid. But why don't we look over here and look at the stone, know, uncover the stone that everyone else is ignoring? You know, if like it's just kind of a perfect storm. If you wanted to cover for, you know, a problematic production, then blaming it on COVID is the great way to do it. I mean, you already have the secrecy. Why not? Uh, well, they haven't really done that as yet. of right now. There is speculation and rumor, yeah. really. But and, and, yeah. well, I guess to be fair to fellowship, yeah, I'd like to say to Pringle right now, as of right now, there are no clear um, indications publicly that. There is cause for concern on the set, maybe except from those crew, um, those, uh, what what are they called? Um, stunt performers. There you go. The stunt performers falling off stuff. Yeah. So, if, so I don't. Maybe maybe let's say we you could easily make that argument. Maybe hope maybe like three, five, six months time, when potentially. Maybe some stuff comes out in the future as well. And of course, with the moving to New Zealand, England thing, another thing that I mentioned, I revealed, was that New Zealand regulator board investigation, which basically pissed off Amazon. And, and they didn't want that even to happen in the first place, which also was another one of the big reasons that they wanted to move as well. Because in England, UK, England, UK, they, they're into the productions here. They are basically going to be much more lenient, it seems like that. But I think we've covered, unless anyone has any more final thoughts, I'm sure there are, but I think... Well, I think Penguin's chair is trying to say something. Yeah, either his chair or his door, I'm not sure which one, but... It's my chair, I need yeah. to replace it. Yeah, but... Um... My, mine's a bit squeaky too, so I can't, I don't, I can't really speak much about that. Mm-hmm. Um... I think this is a good point now to move on to the other thing 
which is um, the nature of Middle Earth. And this um, has caused some interesting things because I think this podcast will come out after it's come out. I think September 2nd is the provisional main date, worldwide date. I'm not sure the technicalities around that. But this book has caused some interesting discussion and um, stuff being revealed. For example, I think one of the better things that is... um, like I think shown which could be handy for the show I think something around I'll have the exact passage on screen but we don't have reference to it on us right now but it was in the um, demo version or or the preview version that came out something about that like other like for example Numenorean Kings they could have had like siblings etc but if they didn't do anything noticeable then they wouldn't have been noted and stuff like that so stuff like that Amazon that would be quite interesting but What's um kind of stuff with you? What's like the opinion of the nature of Middle Earth so far? Nature of Middle Earth, about it. Oh my! <laughs> All right, I'll uh, I'll jump in since uh, he wasn't paying attention. Uh, the excerpts yeah. I've read have been read interesting. <laughs> Okay. All right. Yeah. I mean, it's just kind of, we're just kind of like okay, we've read a little bit of something. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. there the things that jumped out to me, I think, were the explanation of the elves' journey westward, and then how they seriously would say, "Well, we're going to stop because we all want to bone and have children," and uh, so they'd stay in one place for ten years and you know get get busy, and uh, then they move on. <laughs> And I think I'd say my opinion on this, and I've already said it probably in a private chat, I think it's public, but I think it's just further proof that we need a NIV for some Lord of the Rings books because a lot of people really just don't understand it. I don't know if it's trouble with the English language or just that they want to project themselves or a piece of their uh, identity into the book they're reading, but a lot of people are also misunderstanding uh, what the nature biddler says, and that's oh, also. Oh, are you are you not, talking about the whole like? Are you talking about the whole like love brother thing? Which yeah. I, I read that. I was like, oh, okay, so they've got really close friends, and uh, you know, a bromance or whatever. And people said, look, same sex attraction. They're gay. We found it. Yes. It's yes. Like, absolute proof. Yeah. And I'm just, uh, I just cracks me up how there seems just to be a significant overlap between the. Toxic masculinity, men can't have close friends, and all close male friendships are gay. Or what? Huh? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to yeah, camp. It's, like, this it's like in the Children of Hurin, I, I think Turin and uh, Belaga are said to have trice, and like, you know, people people read it all wrong. <laughs> yeah, and, um, but then but those I'm... same people, um, but I guess, but those same people also recognize that uh, when on the fellowship, uh, and when the fellowship, when they're on the slopes of Karadras, are freezing, they're not, and there's, and they say, "Well, bring a faggot of wood." They're not throwing, you know, literal homosexuals onto the fire to burn to keep warm. And I'm like, okay, how, how can you jump at one possible interpretation of the word here, but choose to choose, don't do the same right here? That's, and you, you have know. to understand both the context of the place in time uh, where the story would be written. Of course, it's. Uh, well, in some books, it sort of is written in like our Earth, but it it was written in like the 1930s and way even before that. If you're talking like uh, uh, some of the other books of Middle Earth, so in the Bible, you might read some of what they did, like kissing each other's cheeks, and a lot of times they did also. I think in those times, like swear on each other's uh, hips. And they did a lot of stuff which today would be considered very weird, but back then it had no homosexual or just sexual connotations at all. And I think the same thing sort of applicable with the rings with, um, yeah, sure. I don't know, kissing uh, your friend on the cheek or something like that. Yeah, and um, I think this um, podcast is taking quite an interesting turn. But actually, maybe not at the same time because of the nature of Middle Earth, but I think... All in all, even when I'm looking at the um the 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 first thing, something how many chapters? All just numbers, 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 statistics, this, this, and that as well. So, 
Um, are any of you going to be buying it? I'm looking, getting it from the library. Eventually, uh, I've got a. I, I still haven't read through a couple of those uh, volumes, so probably should play catch up on what I haven't read or before I add to that. Yeah, and I think, I think just from the way it has been released with that as well, Nature Midlife. If I think if you want to read it, you can read it. I think, of course, a lot of us would um, be interested in that type of details. Of course, it's not going to be a book or thing that that this is going to like be. Everyone's going to read it, etc. Because got like the, the the details mentioned are so niche and and acute to the point that it's only going to target a certain amount of people that would be willing to see oh, how much are the elf like the elven years of pregnancies and stuff like that. But for us though, and for probably a lot of you watching, it would be a, um it will be a, a must buy. And um and this is not um a, a sponsorship deal. I haven't been. Told by Carlef Foster is that the author's name? Carlef or something, something along those lines. Yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah, Carlef Foster. Um, there's not a sponsorship deal. If so, it wouldn't have been the 45th minute of a podcast. But um, it. I you know, I just. Yeah, go on. Yeah, you go ahead. No, no, go on. No, you go on. No, you go on. All right, so I guess I will. So basically, what uh, I'm trying not, to say is that um, I'm just going. going. All right, um, uh, I can't wait till I get an Audible sponsorship because, for those of you who don't know, Audible is well, uh, I don't even know what you call it. Like they they read out the books and stuff like that. They've got narrations for stuff, and they're owned by Amazon. So, you know. I've had a couple of people, and thankfully I can count them on one hand, who have told me I'm like a woke shill hired by Amazon, stuff like that, which makes me laugh, to say the least. But if I think it'd be very amusing if I was actually sponsored by Amazon in a yeah. different way. I think the last thing I'm, I'm sure it wouldn't be connected to the show. Yeah. Definitely. See, if I were to describe you, it would be it would be woke and shill. Yes, definitely. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah. That just fits you to a T. Mm-hmm. And I think regarding sponsorship deals on Amazon, I don't think after what we've recently um personally heard, um I don't think Amazon will be dishing me out any um sponsorship deals anytime soon and probably some other stuff instead. Which um Well there is one. They might uh <laughs> cease and desist. Yeah, may I might get a cease and desist on my door, but I don't get how that could work because I'm not doing anything um, ex- technically legal, am I? That is journalistic integrity. Well, well I mean, well, you don't need to do something illegal to get yeah, by, no, like, yeah, Bezos. Yeah. <laughs> Look back, like, a year, more than a year now, uh, to when that photo got struck. Mm-hmm. And maybe it could be, like, a think that was... Netflix documentary, Fellowship of Fans uh, versus Amazon. Amazon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, <laughs> I think, yeah, but, um, but I think I think getting away from that now. Overall, final thoughts on the nature of Middle Earth. It does seem to be like a really um detailed book with some interesting new stuff as well. So, if you want to go check out geography, yeah, ge- geography as well, indeed. And another thing, um, I think we've covered most things recently, and of course, um. We, of course, stuff that I've um recently released. I'm not sure what I have released probably when this comes out, but I think as of right now we're going into September, and then we have um got a December. People may be thinking a trailer around then after getting this picture released, but when do you guys cause that's the quick thing i guess asked a lot when do you think we'll see a trailer now knowing that the release date is september 2nd when do you think we'll get our first little glimpse i stand by what i said a few months ago when i was wrong about the release date of the show um and that said i think it'll probably come out sometime at or before january or february of 2022 mm-hmm. <clears throat> And I'm sure Penguin can enlighten us on some 
hidden things that us marketers wouldn't know? I mean, it comes down to it's all about the the marketing hype cycle. You want to grow and nurture that hype, and so that the show releases at the when that hype is at its peak. Uh, typically, with movies, uh, that's <clears throat> those the marketing really usually kicks off about six months. With streaming productions, it's usually much shorter because uh, those have a far longer window of release. You know, for example, I can sign up for Netflix for the first time today and start watching something like Stranger Things. So it's not like something is a movie is in has a limited theatrical run. Uh, I would say I honestly think we'd see the first actual trailer in May, but that wouldn't be the. But I imagine they kick off marketing with dripping information, officially dripping information prior to that. Mm -hmm. And I think maybe September twenty second is the closest thing, which I think is Hobbit Day. I think that's the closest thing um, we'll get maybe to release. Of course, the one year thing, which is September second. And again, we're doing another problem that we've done um, with the Nerd of the Rings podcast, which hasn't even come out yet, that is releasing it before. This will come out after September 2nd. So again, you'll probably know um, if Amazon did release something. But hey, soon is going to be a year until the show comes out. So, well, exactly. And I think we've already covered already how we don't um, probably mind, but I'm sure some people um do around the release day and that's fair enough i suppose and one other interesting thing i wanted to uh, mention is that also with the rights in which amazon have i think that is it's an interesting one still now because i think i remember from like years and years ago we were saying oh from the maps that they released um was it the structure of Numenor, stuff like that, would um, have been in the finished tiles, etc. So, like, I think having the... It's interesting to see what amount of work Amazon have um, licensed, because, Pengu, you mentioned a really good thing that I actually agree with, like, 250 million. It, it did seem like Amazon would have had to get something quite big in order to, um, to like, result that massive fee, if you get what I mean. Yes, they would. Yeah, you, you're spending a ton of money, so you expect to make a ton of money. I mean, that just kind of goes with the territory. Mm hmm. And it's just interesting to see maybe in the future because I've always gone on with my thing about getting get Angmar Ball um show, and I'm not sure rights wise how that works. I know the stuff is it in the appendices a lot of that. Oh, you're talking. Oh, you're talking about the franchise and potential spinoffs, right? Yeah, I'm just, I'm just going off on this a conundrum. Well, I mean, we are living in an age that is dominated by franchises. I think most, you know, most major releases are sequels or reboots or other iterations on known existing franchises. So, uh, you know, of course, the most <clears throat> Famous and biggest franchise right now is Marvel. Uh, they've had, I think, 20-something movies. They're now having spinoff shows that are tied into it. So, uh, I mean, I think Amazon has to be watching that carefully and thinking, okay, how can we do the same? Uh, you've got this big brand in the form of Middle Earth, so what can you do with it? Well, you've got the, you're working on the second age, whether whatever they end up doing, whether they cover all of it, part of it, or zoom in on one particular part of it, who knows? We'll see. But what do you go from there? Do you, if you tell part of it, do you tell other parts? Do you make a ploy to move backwards into the Silmarillion? Do you try to move forward to say like the Angmar Wars? I mean, you know. And sure, it's third age, but there's less information on that than there is on all the events of the second age. I mean, everything we know about Angmar and Arnor is pretty much found in the tale of years and the appendices. It's not much information. Uh, do you? Third age is trickier too. Yeah, and then and then of course there's the whole question, which we don't need to rehash, 
uh, we had a big discussion on it. Uh, it's the do you connect to the movies or oh, not? Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you if you do, well, then you've basically written off ever touching on Tolkien's two most well-known narratives. But if you try to tiptoe around that uh, continuity question, at least right now, you leave that window open, which is kind of what I expect them to do. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that a lot of that was covered on the previous, previous podcast as well. But it's still such an interesting question even now around that as well. Let's make a Middle-Earth one up. I think normally with those ones, it's where would you live, I guess. And here's an interesting Oh, come one. on. No, no, no. Here's I'd live one. with Eru Iluvatar oh. out, like, second universe, you know? Okay. Would you... <laughs> Easy choice. <laughs> would you rather live... In the first age or the third age, knowing that maybe in the first age, you you'd be constantly under maybe a threat a lot of the times, a lot of things going on. But third age happens periodically. Remember, you are um, what's it called? Not inevitable, invincible, ever something like that. So, would you rather live in the well, third age? Born? Like anywhere? Is it Any- like a? Yeah, is it I like mean, a roulette? We don't know where we're gonna, I guess, spawn no. in. Okay, I'd probably say have- third age. First age was horrible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Basically. But first age is terrible. Except I would have uh, the power of prophecy because I've read all the stuff that's going to happen in the first age, so I could single-handedly slay Melkor with a pickaxe. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, I've got... Mm. Yeah, go on, add your two cents, Penguin. Mm, you are going to go up to his gates and say, come forward, thou, you know... Thou uh, coward, jail crow, or no? That's I'm sorry, that's Fianor. Oh well. Pink, uh, for me, you know, I would. What I would do is, I would do definitely do the third age, and you know, keeping in line with what Yalfain said about having the prophecies. Well, guess what? I'd go to Star and say, "Listen, just put a door over Mount Doom, and everything will be fine." A, a, a and you know, he'll probably doom. he'll probably yeah he'll probably be so impressed with me that he'll yank the the ring from the Witch King. Give it to me, and then I could be an immortal guy flying around on my, you know, fell beast. And yeah, you know, yeah, I mean, it would be a pretty, it would be a pretty solid, you know, pretty solid gig. Yeah, yeah, good career. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's right. Will, but that's a small yeah. price to play, pr- pay uh, for uh, your own Eagle 2.0. That's for eggs. Hey, man, if you can, uh, you know, I'm sure he gives, lets his guys take occasional days off. I mean, especially now that he's conquered all of Middle Earth. I mean, you know, I'd have all the free time in the world. Mm-hmm. You actually would. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. There's plenty of times when the Nazgul had nothing to do. Right? Yep. I mean, I, I, all the board, board games you could make and play. And... Mm-hmm. Man, I'm starting to get jealous now. But here is um another one, I think, which I think is a really easy one to answer. Would you rather see... The Forging of the Rings or the Akalibeth? Hen, let's start off with you. Forging of the Rings is a better story. <laughs> that is all. No, that's it, Jake. I'm not, I'm not starting. We'll, we'll be going for another hour. That was... Um, I have always... Oh, yeah. Akalibeth from the heavenly halls of Eru. I've always had a thing for like those big disaster movies, you know, whether it's... Independence Day and seeing you know, the aliens just blow up all the major cities or day after tomorrow. I mean, sure. I mean, most of the plot and acting is horrendous, but I've always enjoyed the spectacle of those shots. So let's go with Numenor. Mm-hmm. I mean, now I'm now. Am I safely watching this from like a? It's it's Titanic, except the land is the one that drowns. Pretty much. In so in Soviet Russia, land drowns you. <laughs> What the hell was that? <laughs> I'm gonna whistle in my ears. <laughs> I think I broke in. <laughs> I think he malfunctioned. <laughs> okay, 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 here's another one. Would you rather have to always wear heavy boots or have to never be able to wear shoes? So never wear shoes on. Oh, never wear shoes or always have to wear heavy boots for the rest of your life. So it's basically, would you rather be a dwarf or a hobbit? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, 
I don't know. I feel like Legolas, he basically, uh, he not basically, he does wear slippers. So slippers aren't shoes. They don't count as shoes. Uh, flip-flops, too, from the South, so I always wear those anyway. I really I mean, don't think we wear wearing those city. shoes would affect we, we wear, I mean, I never put my flip-flops away. Even in the coldest month of the year, there's days where it could be 70 degrees outside and pleasant, or it could be 25 degrees and below freezing. But... I always leave I my flip flops out right by. Yeah, I always leave my flip flops right by the front door because you never know. So, yeah. amen. <sighs> mm-hmm. I'll tell you. I'll tell you tomorrow. <laughs> uh, yeah, Ken, you're the you're the best person at just dodging. <laughs> Notice. Oh, I I I think I. It's a tricky question because I hate boots and I like being barefoot. <laughs> at the same time. Um, you know, I live in the Middle East, and it gets kind of hot here, um, so <laughs> walking outside on a hot day on the pavement... It's, it's, it's the sand, it's rough, it's, it's, it's the sand, right? It's rough and it's coarse and it gets everywhere. Um, yeah, probably not, uh... Sorry, I, I'm not, I was just, I was just plugging, I was just plugging the, uh, line from Anakin for, you yeah, know, our amusement. Okay. No, I've, I've been unfortunate enough to see that movie. Um, yeah, sure. Okay. Um, but I don't know. I, I guess I'd, I'd go with barefoot. Maybe I'll this Maybe this might be easier for you, Christian. Would you rather only be able to communicate with animals or only be able to commu- communicate with people from another country? People from another country, it is. Mm-hmm. <sighs> You know, What's I the like difference? Animals, but sure. Yeah. <laughs> Ouch. Ouch. <laughs> well, okay. Um. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. Oh, I'm glad no one. I'm glad that my comment just kind of slipped through. No, yeah, we all understand it. Hopefully, they won't hear it. Okay. Um. Last one. I didn't hear anything. I don't know what y'all heard, but I didn't hear anything. Yeah, I totally didn't hear anything. Okay, last one. <laughs> Would you rather have to make a one-minute speech in front of ten thousand people, or have to kiss a frog? Is <laughs> this a question? Ten thousand people? Can you imagine? I mean, is that like ten thousand free views or something? I mean, I'd like. You're at you're at a stadium. Let's say what's the American stadium? The Super Bowl stadium. You can you do it at the Super Bowl stadium, and then. Well, that'd be way more than ten thousand people. Mm-hmm. That'd be half the entire country. No, technically, that's uh, what me and Galifian do, kind of. Well, you know, but you're, but they can see you, they yeah. can see your face, you're televised, all the other stuff. Uh, yeah, if you mess up, then you're hmm. going to be made into a joke, a meme, and everyone's going to hate you for the rest of your life. Well, uh, well, but they can also become a meme, and now you can act through blockchain. What's the what's the word I'm looking for? Actually. The NFT, the NFT or whatever for the... For images and so forth. Hey, if you become a meme, you could, you know, uh, register that, and then you can charge other people for it. So you oh, know why you not? Know, I actually am already a meme. It's one meme on a well, not a not a too small of a subreddit. Okay, buddy, Tolkien. It's probably going to get removed for racism soon because, from what I hear, it's pretty bad. But uh, and just bigotry in general. Uh, but I am a meme. There, I posted okay. like a year. ago. Hey, congratulations. Well done, well done, well done. Super proud of myself. Yeah. Okay. Take your chances against Shelob or a Ring Wraith. Shelob. Shelob? Yeah. I mean, I think I'm screwed either way unless I've got, like, some special <laughs> file, like, yeah. you know, someone had. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay. No, I mean, I, I mean, I, I'm gonna straight up join with those uh, rates. I'm gonna be like, "Hey, man, Shire, it's that way. Bilbo, he's the uh, he's he's the chunky little eccentric, and uh, or you know, if I got my, I could tell them, oh yeah, Frodo, he's wandering around the woods. If you meet, he'll be here at this point. You know how I know this because I've read the books, I've read the prophecies. Cross the river quicker, yeah." Mm-hmm. And I think uh, bring actually, when you when you when you come to the ford outside of Rivendell, wear the ye- the little yellow floaties around your arms, and you'll be just fine. Mm-hmm, I think... And I think there's actually a canonical basis in the Ring Wraiths trusting you, because you know Farmer Mag. Granted, they didn't want to kill him because you know secrecy and all that stuff. 
But, I mean, they talked to him uh, civilly enough. They offered mm-hmm. him gold. And maybe they were going to come back and just kill him. Although I doubt that. Um, because, again, secrecy. They maybe wouldn't have given him gold. But still, I think that's a little bit immaterial. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think, I, I promise this will be the last two. Because I keep adding more. But be rather be crushed on the, under the horses of the Rohirrim. Or burned alive by a Balrog. Hmm. So I'd be crushed, trampled by horses, or burnt alive. Okay, and maybe okay. Putting it like that, let's go to okay. Save Merry and Pippin, or Legolas and Ghibli in a battle. You have to save a pair. Which one? Well, if we're talking, uh, oh, hmm. well, let's see. And if, uh, if we're going by the movies, Ghibli is incompetent. So you know, if you save him now, you're just going to have to save him later. But Legolas is actually useful. And then on the other hand. Uh, Mary and Pippin are kind of useless in the movies, but at least you know you're going to have a good time with them. So, Mary and Pippin, obviously. If we're going by the books, uh, you know, Gimli is, you know, very different, but he's also kind of a bit wordy, whereas, you know, Gimli, Mary and Pippin still know how to be, have, a, have a good time. So, yeah, I'll save them. I'll save them both instances. Mm-hmm. That is, I think that is really good scholarly, um, I think, take on that personally. And I hope that the last um, 10, 15 uh, you, should, you should start calling me Dr. Penguin, <laughs> Dr. PhD. Penguin. Yeah, I hope from the last um, 15... Put it in your Twitter bio. Yeah. Oh. Like, I've, oh. I've got that PNG of thumbnail studies. That's I'm next... very proud of it. Yeah, that's an excellent Hey there, I've got a PNG in thumbnail studies. What's your name? Did I mention I've got a PNG in thumbnail studies? But... I think I hope the last 15 minutes were, I think, on a scholarly level. And I can just tell Ken, who's probably the closest to a scholar here, is just cringing, aren't you? I'm a scholar. Um, <laughs> I think so. Uh, but yeah, sure, I'm cringing. Fine, fine. I think, I think, I think scholarship and you know, academics and that sort of thing is a very, you know, noble and admirable, you know, and status and everything, so sure. Well done, Galifian, you offended Hen. Oh, you know, who else is a scholar, by the way? Who? Last member Lenny Henry has a doctorate and not one of those fake kind of, uh, um, you know, honorary doctorate. He has a legitimate doctorate from, uh, I can't remember the university. And he has a position in Cambridge and everything. Yeah, to clarify, I think it is really cool if you do a PhD or, or anything like that. Um, as long as you're not like you know, yeah. As long as it doesn't become your name. So I think um, that's about it. Firstly, thank you, Hen. Oh, not a problem. It's always fun. Also, thank you to talking to you, Big K Galifane. All his links will be in the description below. Great to be here, as uh, per usual. Indeed, and finally, thank you to Mr. Penguin Poppins. Thanks for letting me back on, uh, despite the public outcry, outcry from my last appearance. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, India. I got a few um, messages around that. But thank you guys importantly for watching. I really appreciate it. Please like and subscribe. But until the next podcast and video, my friends, goodbye.